Deep Shot Podcast, episode 91. 91. Um, uh, Yanaki Inwaku or whatever he played. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep, I do. Um, I was going to... Okay. I was gonna go uh, Dennis Dennis Rodman for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Could also go Dennis Rodman probably. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like the one that most people will know. Um, all right, episode ninety one. These numbers are getting harder. When you really think about it. We've only got like eight more times to think of a number. Yeah, what are we gonna do at one hundred one? Like, <laughs> we just start over. Like, okay, episode one hundred one. Do number one, right? <laughs> I guess you have to think of something. Um, but all right. Um, episode 91, Caleb's not here, chugging along anyway without him. Uh, we've got the, we had the ACC last week, the NFC West, AFC West. Um, now we've got the Big 12, the AFC East, and the NFC East. Um, but real quick, let's just, let's, let's talk about just some things that have been going on. Uh, let's at least just touch on Deshaun Watson. What, what are your thoughts on now that the NFL has appealed it? That there's a six game suspension by a judge. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? What where's your head at with it? Okay, well, first and foremost, like I think six games is not nearly enough games. Like I want to go ahead and get in front of that. Like the fact that Calvary <laughs> got a full season, and I realize there are two different, you know, it's completely different, you know, issues, you know, complaints that come that come to the NFL. But um, six games is definitely not enough. Um, he should he should get at least. I think double digits. Give him at least 10 or 11, 12, like in that range, or just ban him for the whole for – get him for the whole year. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm a Falcons fan too and I'm still a little butthurt that he kind of blue-balled us like that. But also getting a little deeper into like the logistics of all of this is this was the first time, that, like you said, the judge decides on this. It, this was not Roger Goodell's call. So now they are have appealed it, and it's going to be – go right back to Roger Goodell's desk um, just like how it was in the old CBA. So I don't think this is a bad player precedent because from now on, everything's going to get appealed on both sides. If, if a player gets suspended, he's going to appeal it, and then he'll be able to play until it gets gets drawn out. But this is like after him, after Goodell, I think that's to get like, something about the Supreme Court or something is involved. I don't know. It's it's up there. but yeah, it's It's quite ridiculous, just everything that's been going on. And I agree, six games. Uh, it just didn't seem didn't seem plausible, and and the one of the reasons that the judge said it, Sue, whatever her name is, um, was like that it compares to what they've done before, and she was basically going off what they've done before, which is you know kind of just a low blow. Like, hey, well, you guys gave you know six games to Ray Rice, six games to you know f- this guy, this guy. I can't think of the examples off the top of my head. I try not to think about domestic violence and abuse people. Um, in my daily life. So I can't think of any names, but that's definitely a thing. Uh, but you're, I will also, uh, touch on your, your Calvin really being out for a year and Deshaun Watson doing all this. That's a little gay too, but just not a fan of, uh, I just not a fan of that. I think Deshaun Watson is only going to get six games at all. Just don't see it happening. I don't know. You can look at multiple, like when Tom Brady, Tom Brady's was, I don't know exactly how many, but it was in, in that four. area. So I hit four. So just two games off, like completing footballs. And um, how many cases was it? it was in the 30s of sexual yeah. assault. Come on, he, he settled almost all of them. Listen, heads up, dude. If you settle on a case, you know, nine times out of ten, that means that you are guilty. 
you did something fucked up and that's why you're just going to pay him out and say, all right, let's, let's carry on. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I hope Jacoby Brissett's ready week one against the Panthers. Baker Mayfield's a hundred percent going to want to try and, you know, prove himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then I, I, we can get into the previews for a second. Also, Juan Soto. Got to touch on that. Juan Soto was traded uh, to the Padres. Do you think uh, that the Padres are going to win the West in the next two years? Like he's got, They got him for two and a half years. Do you think they're going to win the West? And he's, They're not going to win it this year. Probably they're like 13 games back. But in the next two years. Well, you can look at it. I think they got Soto. And I feel like it's going to be they got him for this year. And they got him for next year. But I think in the third year, they'll probably trade him because he's going to want that insane contract. And they can they can get him for two years and then cash out on him, hopefully high. This could be a really good trade for the Padres if they can carry it out like that. But I don't know. Next year, I I don't know if I'd say they'd win it because, you know, you talk about talent. The Dodgers are, you know, right there up there with them in talent. You know, Juan Soto more evens it out than puts it out of reach for the Padres. Um but, you know, if Tatis can stay healthy, if Machado can, you know, be consistent, and they have Juan Soto, I mean, that's that's a really deadly throw, you know, three-headed dragon out there. So, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him. But if I had a gun to my head, I'm still probably going to go with the Dodgers. I would agree. Yeah, that's just one big thing. Assuming that in two years the Dodgers have been able to retain the majority of their people. You know, if they have to lose Mookie and they lose Trey Turner – you know, it kind of falls apart a little bit, then another conversation. But as of right now, yeah, I'm still in Tate Dodgers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. The uh, MLB trade deadline, that was like the biggest one. Other than that, there's just little, you know, dinks and dunks and moves. Um, Braves, just, just talk on them for a second. Um, what, what are we feeling? We, I, I, I still think the division is all. We got a big five game series this weekend. Um, it's really going to tell – it's literally going to tell the rest of the story of the season, I feel like, whatever happens. Um, I mean, we're three three and a half games back with a five-game series. Just got to win four or five. Yeah, honestly, just win all five. We're going to be able to get our entire rotation through. Like, let's let's get a five-game sweep. One thing that is tough is they're all in New York. All five yeah. are in New York, which is like, damn, okay. But I don't know. They're huge games. At this point in the season, you know, we're in August now, you know. It's uh, it's time to do it. You know, playoffs are in two months. It's time to it's time to get to it. Time to get hot. All right. And also, it. I want to touch on Austin Riley, ten year, two hundred twenty million dollar uh, extension. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, insert verbal meme of the guy looking back and at the one girl and his girlfriend staring at him, and it's Austin Riley, Braves, Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just, <laughs> not, looking, just looking ahead, it's such a good time to be a Braves fan. Like. Ozzy's locked up. Matt Olson's locked up. Austin's locked up. Contreras is young. Acuna's locked up. Michael Harris is locked up. Like, we have. Gotta lock up Freed. Huh? Gotta lock up Freed next. Gotta lock up Freed. Gotta lock up Dansby. That's what you gotta do. That's what we gotta do. Amen. All right. Um, Let's get into the previews. The Big 12. Uh, We're basically doing the same thing we did last week. Uh, That's quarterbacks. Top three quarterbacks, uh, conference championship game, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I will say this. As we start off the Big 12 championship, what do I think it's going to be? I've been going back and forth all day because I really do 
I, I do want to think that Oklahoma is going to have a down year. But then you look at the rest of the Big 12 Conference, and it just looks so shitty. Yeah. So you really have to you really have to sit here and bank on somebody just being. In, in, I don't know. You got to bank on just somebody really coming out of the waterworks, and so I think it's just, the safest thing for me to do is I think Texas it back. I don't know, but Quinn Ewers and Steve Sarkeesian that's got to click at some point. They're playing Bama week two. So they're gonna get hit. They're gonna realize who they are in week two, and if they can, yeah, they're gonna get hit in the mouth. They're gonna play the. That's the toughest team they're gonna play all year, and they're gonna get it over in week two. It, Steve's gonna, Sarkeesian's gonna know how to break it all down after that. I feel like they can really run the Big Twelve this year. I'm gonna go Texas, and I think uh, Baylor's been hanging around. Give me Baylor, Dave Miranda. I, I just don't. I don't trust Brent Venables. Uh, in a in a league that in a conference where defense is not ever at a premium and he's a huge defensive guy, there's no way defense is going to be catching up to what's been going to ball. going to be some Texas and Baylor in the Big 12 championship. I think Texas wins the Big 12 this year. Damn man, bold take. Take horns up. Okay, um, I've got one team. I've got Baylor um at the one spot winning the Big 12. Um. See, I was caught between two teams at the two spot. Um, I didn't think about Texas. You make a compelling argument for Texas. Um, but I'm going to stick with Oklahoma. Like, well, right, right when you said earlier, you were like, you know, you want to count Oklahoma out, so they're going to be a down year. But the rest of the Big Ten, I mean, Big 12 just is not really that good. Like, after, you know, after the top four, you can just say Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, Baylor, Texas. Yeah. After that, it drops off. I mean, you're talking Kansas State, Iowa State, West Virginia, TCU, Texas Tech, Kansas. Like, uh, that's pretty bad. So, yeah. um, I'm, I think I think Oklahoma's good enough to hold on to that two spot. I mean, Brent Venables is he, – yeah, he's coached a lot of football. You know, he's coached a lot of football that's been a D.C. for a really good defense. And you said that maybe, maybe Oklahoma's able to do something that nobody else in the Big 12 can do. Maybe they can have a really good offense and – you know, lock up a little bit on defense. If if a team in the Big 12, you know, can figure out how to play both sides of the ball and still have their offense score like the Big 12 team's defense uh, offense scores, they're pretty good, you know. But yeah, for now, I'm going to give the nod to Baylor. Um, they're bringing a lot of people back. Um, and I don't know. I just, I just think it's open. I like Baylor. They were there last year. Um, let's do it again. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, so we got Baylor, Texas, no Oklahoma, and Big 12 championship. I wonder what Caleb has. Um, all right, top three quarterbacks in the conference. This is, uh, again, this conference sucks. So the quarterbacks are not top-tier talent. I'll start. Number three, I'm good. Adrian Martinez uh, from Kansas State, transferring from Nebraska. I feel like Adrian Martinez um, has been in Nebraska forever. I think the Nebraska had another Martinez or like a – or Francisco or some type of name um, in the past few years, too. So it seems like they've had the same guy. Um, but I think Adrian Martinez switching over to the Big 12 where it's just all offense all the time. He's more of a runner than a passer. I think he he takes over in a in a weak quarterback class of a, a weak quarterback conference. And then I'm going uh, Quinn Ewers, number two at Texas with Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, it's just it, it's bound to happen. Steve Sarkeesian is this huge offensive mind, been all around, um, even last. 
last year when they were bad, they still could score points. Um, and then I, I'm going to Gabriel, number one, Oklahoma's quarterback. I know uh, I said to Oklahoma have a down year. I think it's more of on the defensive side of the ball. Dylan Gabriel's most experienced quarterback in that conference, has played really good football for some pretty good UCF teams. UCF has a good track record at this point. You got to feel like he's going to go in there pretty easily. So I got uh, Gabriel one, Ewers two, Martinez three. Okay, I like that list. Um, uh, for the three, I was caught between. I don't know. You, you didn't mention uh, Spencer St- Sanders for Oklahoma State. I was a little surprised by that. I'm gonna give the nod to Quinn Quinn Ewers because Quinn Ewers is a guy that you know he has electric playmaking. You know he has all the tools to make. <clears throat> excuse me, a really 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 good quarterback he has an awesome arm. Has you know they've surrounded him with some talent down in Austin. So I'm gonna give Quinn the nod at the three spot. Um, after that, I'm surprised you left this guy off. JT Daniels. Mm. Put him at the two. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I I always thought JT was the guy in, in Athens and you know now he's in the Big Twelve. You know, we we haven't talked any West Virginia. You know, why not? Why not JT? Why can't he put it together um with West Virginia? Because you know, me and you know well, more than most, you know, he's got the tools. He can do it. He can do it. He's got the arm if West Virginia can get the guys around him, you know. Big things from JT, but we're gonna have the same one. I'm gonna get Dylan Gabriel as well. Uh, the fucking South Paul baby. Uh, Oklahoma is still gonna be able to be electric on offense. They have. I feel like you know Lincoln Riley was obviously a huge part of Oklahoma, but think about like you know all the coordinators, all the experiences. They can run that offense. It might not be quite as good as it was with Lincoln, but you know they have all of the recruits still um, to an extent. Um, so. Give me, give me Dylan Gabriel. I don't expect too huge of a drop off alcohol, but there will be some, but it won't be felt at the quarterback position. All right. Yeah. Um, well, that lead, you, you said JT Daniels. The thing is, um, I, I don't, uh, I get worried about JT and his health and everything that's been going on for a long time. So I don't want to jump into that, but that does lead me to uh, my surprise team. It is West Virginia. It's West Virginia. Um, I do think, I do think that West Virginia. I mean, eight and four, nine and three. I don't know how good of a roster is around uh, West Virginia and JT Daniels to make them like noticeably super good in the Big Twelve. Um, I hope that it, it it does take them, and I think that it gets them to uh, where they're in the conversation, um, where they maybe are beating Oklahoma this year. I'm pretty sure that game is in West Virginia. Uh, maybe that third or fourth team. So I think they're a surprise team this year with JT Daniels. But uh, the roster kind of leaves you a little, a little iffy. But I think I think the the for keep saying want to say 49ers for some reason the Mountaineers uh, they're going to surprise some people. Yeah, dude. Like I said, that was that was going to be my uh, sleeper team as well. Um, I just think JT brings a lot to the table. I think he can do a lot. I think there's a reason he chose West Virginia. I don't think I think I, I'm sure there are a lot of you know programs across the country that would have taken JT Daniels just to see like hey let's take a swing of this see if it works, um, but he I think he picked West Virginia for a reason you know it's you know he definitely made a calculated decision there so you know maybe it was maybe it was I'm I'll, I'll bet on JT um, I hope he does good I'll be I'll be cheering for him I want him to do good all right and uh, the team that's fucked is Kansas just like every year. Yeah, yeah. It was like my ACC pick was uh, Duke because, like, come on. So basically, the same criteria with King. Like, well, you know what? What's going to happen this year? Duke, Kansas play each other, right? 
That's yeah, game. that's going to be an awesome game. That's going to be it an is. all-time that's, uniform game. All-time a, uniform game. That's a must-watch game. Yeah, must yeah. Watch. It's going to finish like I don't know. There's two ways that game can finish. It can finish either six to nine, or it can finish like fifty-two to forty-nine. Just absolutely no defense. Like I don't know where it'll be, but it'll be one of the two extremes. I think we can all agree on that. Um, my team that's fucked. Um, obviously Kansas. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a step. You were a bit high on, um, on Texas. I'm gonna be low on them. I think Texas will be kind of screwed. I don't know. I'm not. Listen, dude. I wore the burn orange for there for a few seasons, and I don't know. There's all this like false hope about it, but Steve Sarkeesian, like, let's. See, I want to see something before I bet on them. You talk about that week two game against Alabama, and they can use that as a good thing. I think it might be a bad thing. I think Alabama might end their season early and just take their soul. And then it's just, you know, what are we doing this for? You know? <laughs> just like every year. I hope not. All right. Sound like a total doofus. Um, all right. The uh, Big 12. Big 12. Dude, football is so close. We literally have the Hall of Fame game tomorrow. So awesome. let's, get, let's get into the NFL. The AFC East. Again, same thing as last week. Four top quarterbacks, four coaches, and in standings. We'll start with the quarterbacks. I feel like uh, these two divisions. You said? Huh? NFC or AFC? AFC. Okay. Uh, I feel like we'll we'll be on the uh, the same page through most of this. It's it's got to be Josh Allen, Mac Jones, Tua, and then Wilson. Unless you have a big thing for Wilson over Tua. Um, or Wilson no. over Jones. I'm going to be the same for, I don't know. I like Zach Wilson. I like Zach Wilson, but I think two is in a much better spot. And I think it's going to give him a little bit of a nod. And then you got to be one and two that way. Like Josh Allen is obviously, obviously the best quarterback in that division. You, I think Matt Jones over Tua, I think it's more of a discussion. Um, but Matt Jones in, in his rookie year was, you know, did take his team to the playoffs, did do a lot of things, was very accurate, ran a good, ran a good team. So I don't know. I think Tua might be able to make that step this year. You know, just just off of the additions they've got, like I mean, Gusecki and Waddle, and having obviously Tyree Kill, that's three really good weapons. And a team Miami who can still, I've always really been able to run the ball. You know, they they've got Gaskins and a few other guys who can get carries. So I don't know. I think I think that after the season we might look back and say, yeah, Tua probably should have gotten the nod over Mac because I think Tua probably maybe has a little bit has a few more tools that he can do, maybe that he can work with that Mac doesn't. But if Mac Jones plays his game, he can be a damn good quarterback. So, yeah, for now, I'll be saying Allen, uh, Mac, Tua, and then old Mill fucker up in New York. Yeah, it is. It's a big year for uh, Tua. It's a huge it's a, year. It's I mean, it's a, yeah. It is. It is. Because um, I, I forgot who was talking about on SportsCenter today when I – was watching it, but I mean, think about it. They basically do everything they do, can to make this work for you. I mean, if it doesn't if it doesn't work this year, like what what would be a failure for the Dolphins this season? Like, what would what record would be a failure? I think they need to make it to the playoffs at least. I think a divisional round is what they need to get to call this season a win. To call the season a win, I think one playoff win at least, and I still think maybe at that mm. point. Because I still think they're still young, you know, they, all their weapons they have. They're a brand new head coach. Really young, but for this year, a first-year coach, um, a lot of young pieces. I think they need to make the playoffs. Maybe try and try and uh, win the division. Probably won't happen. Get the wild card. Win the wild card weekend. Get a divisional. At that point, after that, you're playing with house money. 
in my opinion. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I would say probably make the playoffs. Yeah, at least, at least get in there. Uh, I so right, the, they're matching up. Like, think about a wild card team. Like, I don't know off the top of my head who they'd be matched up with because it's a full NFL season. Who, who the fuck knows? But I don't know. I just think if they lose in the wild card round, people are going to be like, oh, damn, Tua got Tyree Kill and he can't even win a play, win a wild card. You know what I mean? That'll start. So I think if they can get one, then that that's at the point where nobody can really shit on the Dolphins because it's like, I mean, they meant they, they want a playoff game, you know? Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, like right. the Bills. If the Bills win the wild card and then lose the divisional, it's like, damn, the Bills lost the divisional. You know, they didn't, they, that's two straight years, you know, whatever. That's true. Um, Brain. Jake Johnson are there. The, the coaches um, should probably also be the same. Belichick, McDermott, Sala, or McDaniels. But you might, you have McDaniels over Sala. You could really mismatch those. It doesn't matter to me. Um, Sala does have one more year of head. I'll give McDaniels over Sala. Sala's giving me nothing to really like get fired up about. At least McDaniels is cool. He smoked weed. You know, give, I'll give him the nod. Most cool people do. What do you? I was thinking about this uh, the other day. What do you think most like normal people smoke weed? And I, I guess that depends depends on your definition of normal. Um, but like, do you feel like most regular people just smoke weed, or do you, you feel like uh, more more of weirdos smoke weed? Oh, I think the majority of people who smoke weed are just normal functioning people. Mm. I think I think I think the people that are like weirdos. Like when you say smoking pot, like I mean, may, yeah, there's some people that smoke pot and also like rip lines at one thirty on a Wednesday. You know, I wouldn't really consider that normal, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Depends on your definition right. of normal. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. So that's why. Price question. All right, and then um, the standings. I'm gonna go bold. Not bold. Bills, Dolphins, Pets. I have to trust in Tua this year. Ask you that question. What do you think is a success? I think a success this season is making the playoffs. And if you beat the Pats in your division, you're going to make the playoffs. So, Dolphins, Tua, Tyreek Hill, Mike Daniel in an offense that he made Jimmy G look good in. And now he's kind of got, you know, it's Debo Samuel to Tyreek Hill. It's Tua to Jimmy G. It's, uh, uh, George Kittle to what's the Titans or the Miami the Dolphins tight end name uh, Galecki Galecki I mean he's got the pieces around him uh, I, I I like what the Dolphins are going to do and uh, the Pats I feel like they have, have no weapons they have no weapons they're they're going when when I drove home from Vegas uh, from Asheville to Jacksonville I rode with a Patriots fan and he the whole time he was just selling me on this team. And like he just says his names, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, what the fuck can they do? Like, they're nobody. Like they can't, they can't, they can't do that. You don't have Tom Brady. You don't have Gronk. You don't have all these guys that you used to have. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not buying the Patriots this year at all. At all. Mm-mm. I think Man, that, I just. I, you, you finish your. You finish your spiel, and then I'll go. No, go ahead. You go ahead. No, 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 no. I insist. I insist. <laughs> no, no, no. You go ahead. Okay, all right, okay, all right, okay. Uh, mine's pretty similar. Obviously, I think Bill's got to be number one or you're literally smoking crack. Um, two spot, I'm also going to go with the Dolphins. 
Um, the three and then I want to give it to the Jets. <laughs> I really want to. Um, you know, and I think I will. And I'm being dead serious here. I think I think the Jets got some good pieces. You know, who knows if they can put it all together or not. They're definitely a much better team than they were last year. Look at the roster this year compared to last year. They have a good draft. They're definitely much better, have a lot more talent. Um, so who knows? Maybe they can. That's like what we're saying about the about the Patriots. The best thing that the Patriots have going for them right now is their head coach. And listen, dude, I don't I don't care how good your head coach is. Head coaches, you know, can make good players, you know, really good. But if all you have is a good coach and just a bunch of scrubs, you know, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose the game. Coaches coaches don't win games, you know. So um, they can't get on the field and make plays. So who knows? But I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put the Jets three, and I'm gonna say the Patriots finish four. It's gonna be a wow. really tough year for the Patriots. That's why that's why they call us deep shot. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't see like convince me why the Patriots are gonna be good. Oh, Bill Belichick. Okay, well, what has Bill Belichick done since um, Tom Brady left? Oh, they missed the playoffs, and then last year they made the playoffs and got absolutely fucking fucked in the in, in the playoffs. So like. That's what you want me to bet on. You want me to bet on Mac Jones, who literally throws the ball four yards downfield every single play. Oh, James White's going to be different this year. No, no. Nah. Give me Zach Wilson. He's he's got that dog in him. <laughs> Give it to me. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Love that. All right. The AFC East. We're kind of on the kind of on this, but pretty much on the same page. Um. All right. The NFC East. Quarterbacks. Um. One's got to be Dak. I mean, it's just. Pretty obvious with everything he's ever done and the other three quarterbacks. Now, Jalen Hurts is the easy number two for me as well. I am a big Jalen Hurts stand. I, I'm 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 really like what he's got working. I think Sirianni's got this like just one guy. So they're that's another they're like another Eagles in my eyes. So like they they're putting not Eagles they're, they are Eagles another Dolphins in my eyes okay. that they're putting everything. In front of their young court system, putting everything in front of them to make it work. They've got Devontae Smith, AJ Brown. They've got Miles still in the backfield, and a coach that made it work last year with not so much talent. I think the Eagles now, and then they went and got Jordan Davis and Nakobe Dean, and, that, and their defense is going to be improved. And uh, I like the Eagles. Uh, I think the Cowboys are just a little bit better because. Their defense is already pretty established, and it's coming. I mean, uh, Gregory, but I mean, they still have Michael Parsons. They still have Dan Quinn. They still have that whole front, the whole defense, pretty much. I think like eight out of eleven guys are still there. So they they're loaded in, coming off a great year. Trayvon Diggs, everybody still there. I like the Cowboys, Eagles, and then uh, whoa, I was going between the standings, quarterbacks, Wentz, and then Jones. Uh, oh, no. Carson Wentz. I got I Daniel Daniel Jones really just uh, I don't know. There's just something about him. It's just so unenjoyable to watch. He never he dude. He's never played good. He just he never plays good. He never the, the last time Daniel Jones played good was when it was his first start ever against the Bucks like two years ago, and I had Giants money line, and they won that game because like the Bucks missed a close field goal at the end and blah blah. And I remember it. They were down like 17 points at halftime. That was the last time Daniel Jones did anything good. Um, I think Carson Wentz just has a little more experience that's shown us he can be good. And uh, and and he and he's got a better coach. He's got a better coach. So 
We'll see what happens. I, I, I'm putting Wentz over Jones. It's not it's not by a lot, but I think Carson Wentz is on in on any given Sunday. If you pick Carson Wentz over Daniel Jones, you're gonna win nine at least nine out of seventeen times. Uh, I think it might be nine out of seventeen in Daniel Jones. Really close, but just a nod to, to Jones uh, just by a bit. But dude, you just talking about the Giants and the Bucks? I just thinking back to that game. God Almighty, I can't wait for football. <laughs> close, it's so close. But okay, my my four is gonna be pretty similar. It's gonna be one, two, Dak and Jalen. I think that's, I think that's pretty unanimous. I think like like you said, I don't really want to talk about Dak enough because we know what Dak is, and Dak's in another spot, you know, another tax bracket than the other three. So I don't feel like I need to defend that one. You know, but Jalen Hurts, this is – you talk about Tua having – this is a big make-or-break season for him. It's a make-or-break season for Jalen because they want to see what he can do. They just went out. They got him a guy like A.J. Brown to compliment Devontae uh, – uh, Smith. Smith. What? Okay. <laughs> to, to compliment Devontae Smith. So, all right, he's got the weapons now. You talk about they have Miles, uh, Miles Sanders still. So, I don't know. Maybe they can put it together. You know, who knows? And then three, four, give me Danny Dimes, then give me Carson Wentz. I, mean, I think Skip Bayless says it the best. He calls him Carson Wentz. Like, it hurts to watch. Like, he wints. That's, that's Carson Wentz playing. Daniel Jones isn't much better. Wimps. But Danny's, but Daniel Jones is really fast. So, Luki. Yeah. It's good for the brand. He's good for the brand. He Because he – is a white boy, you know, like there, there's a where's white quarterbacks in the NFL. Daniel Jones is a whitey, you know. That's true. That's true. Mayo. Um. All right. Head, head coaches. Um. One, I'm going uh, Ron Rivera. He may not have the best roster around him, but he makes the defense play so well because he's the best head coach in this division. I mean, I just think Mike McCarthy is is playing with house money and. I mean, Dan Quinn made that team go last year. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. The Cowboys were nothing without that defense, getting so many extra possessions for that offense. And Mike McCarthy was on the hot seat going into the year. He's kind of still – like, the first que- – did you – like, I don't know if you saw this, but like, the first question of the Aussies or like camp that a reporter asked Mike McCarthy was, like, about his job security. So, obviously, it's not, like, set in stone. You know, things can always go wrong. Especially if the Cowboys are to fall this year, but Ron Rivera, you know what you're getting out of Ron Rivera every single time. I think he's the best coach in the division. Mike McCarty's two, um, and then Nick Serrani and Brian Dable at three, at three and four. Um, that's another just uh, Brian Dable's got no head coaching experience, so Nick Serrani at least made the playoffs last year. Yeah, you know, that's true. He didn't make the playoffs. This is a tough four. It's a tough four to put in a row, isn't it? Um. I think I think you said the your one pick well. I think give me Ron Rivera at one, um, but I'm gonna go give me Sirianni at two. Um, I think he does he does a lot of things with that team. Um, and then I guess McCarthy, and then Brian Dable, right? I guess I don't know. I'm very big. I'm not very big on McCarthy, but I'm not very huge on Brian Dable either. So I'd like to see that first, um, but yeah. All right, uh, and then the standings. Um, I kind of got into it. Same thing as my quarterback. Cowboys, Eagles, football team, Giants. And I go by the quarterbacks in this division right here. Um, I, I 
like I said, Cowboys have a very good defense. They did lose Amari Cooper, but they still have Dak, C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Gallup, um, Schultz, the tight end. They've got they've got Kellen Moore, an offensive coordinator who was getting a lot of head coaching looks last season. Um, Dan Quinn thrives at a deep position, and he's got he's gonna have another great defense. I think they're just they're gonna be too stacked. They're too talent. They're the most talented team in the division. There's no reason they shouldn't win. Uh, but the Eagles, Eagles are good. Eagles are a ten win team. Eagles are sitting at two out of ten win team. I, I really believe in Jalen Hurts, Jalen Brown, what they're gonna have going on. And again, the Kobe Dean defensive rookie of the year, calling it, love that, calling it, calling it. And then uh, the football. I mean, better the Gi- the Giants have Daniel Jones. And Saquon Barkley will probably play like six games. So give me Carson Wentz and a stacked Washington football defensive line. Like people, that's a, that's the thing people just forget about in the offseason. It's like I keep saying the football team. They're not even the commanders. I missed the football team already. I missed Was that a one year or two year thing? Two years. Was that two years? That was two years? Two years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, give, me, give me the football team or Giants. Cowboys, Eagles. Commanders, Giants. Um, I I disagree with all four. Um, most importantly, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the NFC East this year. I think this is the last straw for Mike McCarthy. I think it's this year. I think he gets canned after the season. I think the Giants. I mean, not the Giants. I think the Cowboys just they have the talent, but Jerry Jones can't stop but getting involved. The other day, he came out. He said that. Um, Mike McCarthy and them, they that Zeke Elliott's number one back. He doesn't care, you know. Zeke's the number one guy. Blah 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 blah. Like he's already starting coaching, and we're in week three, two or three of camp. Like, come on, that does that's not very good. So I'm gonna give the nod to the Eagles. I think they added a lot of good pieces. I think you know you talk about Devontae Smith, and they just got AJ Brown. They've already had a good uh, offense. I just don't think that Jalen had that number one go-to guy now, and now they have it. They have AJ Brown there who can make. He's a damn good receiver, man. And there he's a damn good receiver. So, um, and then after that, I'll go Giants and Commanders because the Giants at least have some good pieces. Like the Commanders have a good defensive line. And then that's really Terry McLaurin. McLaren, I guess, but um, that's kind of it. And their running back's not bad either. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna give the nod. I'm gonna give the nod to the to the Giants, to the boys in blue. I've been playing. Have you ever it comes played? To Danny Di- it comes down to Danny Dimes and Carson Wentz. It does exactly. Have you ever played Retro Bowl on your phone? No. No, you need to. It's really fun. I've been playing that this past like week, but the, they randomly assign you a team, and I got to sign the Giants. So I may just be being partial to them because I've been balling with the Giants here recently. But what is it? Is it like a little football phone game? Yeah, it's really fun. It's awesome. I should play that. Um, all right. Well, there it is. The Big 12, AFC East, and NFC East. Um, dude, literally the Hall of Fame games tomorrow. What you? So um, I let's talk about this for a second. I'm just going to get my first pick of the football season out. Okay, let's do it. Hold on. Let me look at the lines. I'm going uh, the Hall of Fame game. The over-under is at 30 and a half. 85% of people are betting the over. Uh, yeah, it's going under. Give me the under. Under 30 and a half. We're well, looking at the Raiders and the Jags. We're not going to see any starters. We're not. So people got to remember, 
Trevor Lawrence isn't playing one drive. Derek Carr's not playing a drive. Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, uh, Travis and E.T. and Christian Kirk, none of these guys are playing a drive. They're not They're not playing in the game. You don't, right? think, that, you, don't think, you don't think that some of the Jags guys will get like a drive? No, no, nobody that matters. Have they already announced all of the inactives and everything? Uh, there's no way Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne are playing. I promise you that. No chance. Yeah. Yeah. No I chance. Um, always, I forget. You know, the Hall of Fame game. It's an extra game. It's not like this is. This is basically week zero, and then they they play like five preseason games or or four uh, three. They, like they have an extra one. Yeah. Um. But I'm going under. I mean, it's going to be shitty football. They, they've literally only been practicing for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the best. I love the under as well for two reasons. I feel like preseason football is more – because to be a good offense, you have to be around each other and all that. To be a good defense, you just have to take advantage of you know, the offenses you know, not being as good. So defenses mm-hmm. should win in this situation. Uh, so give me that. I, I like the under as well. Um, I'm going to mix in – I like the Jags money line. I think the Jags have. What's that? Huh? 115. 115. Parlay them. Parlay them. Parlay both. The first deep shot parlay of the season. Jags, money line, and under 30 and a half. What? A, dude, that is going to be a sweat tomorrow. Jags, man. I wish they, dude, I wish they were in Jacksonville. But I guess it wouldn't be the Hall of Fame game if it was in Jacksonville. So. It would not be. One in Canton. It would not be. Um, all right. Episode 91, did it Did it without Caleb. How about that? Still got to uh, 37 and a half minutes. That's just... Just long enough. Quality. Dude, can we talk about Vegas? Just long enough. All right. Yeah, how was Vegas? How was Vegas? It was awesome. It was awesome. That That is... I understand now why you, like, talk about it the way that you do. That, that city is awesome. Is that your first time? Say what? Wow. That was your first time? Yeah, that was my first time. That was the first time. Really? It's just, dude, life's not really real over there, man. It's like it's you're. It's not. It's not like you can't. You can't contend over there. Like, you're. It's. It's literally just a free for all. You're allowed to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want. That whatever that. Want. That's why everything's so expensive and like. You know, some things are hard to get, and I don't know. I'm trying to, but like, it you really can just, just go to the casino and make a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, and that, and then, but you can also lose a thousand. But good, hey, good news, we'll let you go smoke the joint and just walk outside and smoke the joint, do whatever you want with it. Yeah, dude. So the first day, <laughs> I got, I got three hundred bucks. I was gonna, I set aside six hundred dollars for it. Like that's in my head. So then I get to the ATM and I bought three hundred bucks in the first day. I'm like, okay, we're stick at this. So a hundred dollars on a parlay, it misses. I sit down at the blackjack table at the at the Westwood, lose a hundred there. And I'm like, okay, fuck. So we get up, we walk over to, um, where was it? I want to say it was the Grand. I want to say it was MGM Grand. I don't think it was. Whatever, it doesn't matter. MGM Grand's a little off there. It's a little yeah. off to the side of the strip. I don't think it. Was, I don't think it was the Grand. But anyway, it was a couple hours later. We went back out. No, it was at. Um, it was at. Um, what is it called? Um, Caesars. It was at Caesars that night. It was like, come nice. on, like walking around. We went to Caesar's Palace. I played for a little bit, and I was losing. I got down to 26 chips, $26. And um, after that, we, I walked off. Everybody went. They went and ate brunch. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to – let me let me walk around for a little bit. 
And I came to the <laughs> table. Everybody was cheering over there. And I was like, oh, let's see what craps is all about. I walk over there. I turned $26 into $1,200 in like two hours. It was awesome. We were just, we were hitting, man. It was, it was electric. It was actually electrifying. So then I took that. I was on top of the moon. I was like, man, I should make $1,200. Let's go. That night, we go to the Bellagio from there. The Bellagio robbed me. Just absolutely robbed me. I got a little... I got a little greedy. I lost about a thousand dollars in craps, and then I went and played blackjack. Lost it all in blackjack, and then you know, so mm-hmm. I'll. That's how it goes. Yeah, but then that's how. Uh, that's how when you were uh you were texting in the group and you were like, uh oh dude I just won twelve hundred dollars and I was just thinking I was like oh it's his first day out there it's, it's, it's they're getting them they're just snagging them up letting them know that's exactly when Ryan went he won three thousand dollars. What was he? What was he playing? He's playing roulette. Really? He's playing roulette. Damn. He, I, really? Playing roulette. Him and they, they won three thousand dollars, dude. And then the next night we had none of it. Uh, we said we. Uh, he gave me like six hundred bucks because I kept running out of money. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, dude. Vegas is awesome. Vegas, especially the last time I was there. I was. Uh, I wasn't even really there to gamble. I gambled $500 away, like, so quick, and then I was doing everything else out there. You really got to, like, indulge into it. How many dispensaries did you hit? Three. You went to three different ones. Yeah. That, that's that's so cool, isn't it? It is. I mean, you have it in Florida, but, like, you, you have to, like, get a card. It's, like, five minutes. You're in and out, and, like, you're done. Like, that's pretty sick. Um, But, yeah, dude, Vegas is a move. It's It's awesome. It's awesome. I can't. I can't wait to go back. I think we should go. Like, I want to go again in like a few months if you're down. Like, yeah. Sitting there sleeps. We go from March Madness. Oh, dude, I'm down. That'd be awesome. That'd be <laughs> yeah. Dude, just imagine going there like opening weekend of March Madness. Thursday night, you get there. You get there Wednesday night. Thursday, you just game plan. Thursday morning, you just game plan. And just fucking sit there and cash. I um, I've been always thinking like a Sunday afternoon, sitting there at like the the Westgate sportsbook is awesome, awesome, like huge, and or like like also Caesars. Caesars is really nice, obviously. Yeah, that whole place. The Caesars is five. The Bellagio is five. That whole little spot right there. The Bellagio is cool, nice. but dude, I'm just like fuck the Bellagio, man. Like they robbed me. Bellagio robbed me, freaking like in broad daylight. It was fucked, man. Every bet I place, and it was just boom seven, seven. You need to learn how to play craps. Craps is really fun. How, how late were you up? Like how late did you stay up every night? Well, I mean, that's the thing is it was with the jet. The jet lag like affected me differently. It's like I stayed up later. I don't know, but like most nights it was like four or five probably. Yeah, which you got to think is like seven, eight over yeah. here. I kept on thinking that. I was like, geez, it is literally seven in the morning. Last two days have been brutal. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> That's how it is. Dude. When I came back from Vegas, I couldn't. I I got home at like two in the morning. had to go to work at 630. It was. Oh, the, flight back, the flight back from Vegas was a story on its own, dude. We're on the way to the airport. It had been delayed already like five hours. We're on the way to the airport. We get an alert and it says, your flight has been canceled. We're so sorry. And I was like, well, shit, all right, we're already in one of the airport. Let's go talk to the clerk or whatever. 
So we get off there, and there's this long line of people pitching. And then they basically tell us, like, we can't do anything tonight, but we can get you on a flight on Thursday. And it's like, when does Thursday do good for me? Like, I got to I gotta get back to Florida. Like, I can't just be in Nevada. So um, mm. we had to fly with, with um, United. We waited at the at the airport. I mean, we went and we went to the sign and we got something to eat. And one of uh, one of the the guys who's bachelor who's getting married, he hit huge in crabs and he bought a penthouse for the night at the Palms. So it was pretty sick. It's really fucking cool. But like, we went and like looked around there for a little bit. But it wound up like we left. Uh, our flight was at like midnight. It was like nine hours after we were supposed to have already left. Our flight took us to Newark, New Jersey for a four hour, four and a half hour layover in New Jersey. And then we had to fly all the way down to Charlotte, um, and then which is two hours from Asheville. And we had to get one of the, our guys' dads to come pick us up, drive us to Asheville. So that's another two hours. And then and a half hour drive to, um, to Jacksonville. Add all that up, it was like 16 hours. Mm. It was tough. Yeah, that's how mine was. We... Um... Well, let's wrap episode 90, 91, 91. 